Hey everyone, welcome to Evolve. I'm your host, Joanna. And today I wanted to spend some time talking about trauma. Um, it's a big theme and it's something that I have dedicated my, um, my work to for at least a decade. Um, a little disclosure, this is a little late. It's been um, an intense couple of weeks. I know not just for me, but for a lot of people. And I'm sitting here at like 5 a.m. with a massive headache um, trying to record this. So it's it's been so busy, I haven't had time. Mainly, I've been really busy with the work. Um, and then as many other people, life responsibilities, mainly being my little kids. So I apologize um, somewhat for the lateness of this for the, the host of listeners that I do have, but here it is. The other odd thing, too, is that it's been really weird. A lot of the podcasts that I listen to, um, just when I'm about to record something, they release something related to it. Um, and funny enough, it's not like they own the topic. It's energetic concepts, but I suddenly freeze acting like, oh, it is, would this be like looked at as copying? Nobody knows who I listen to, so I don't know why I go there. But one thing that is surfacing hugely um, with the current situation of the world, with people really waking up, with people going through the ascension process, is a lot of people um, are trauma dumping. Now, I have, for those who haven't listened to any of the prior episodes, I am, in addition to being kind of an intuitive coach, an intuitive myself, I'm actually a trained and licensed therapist, and one of my specialties has been trauma. Um, I sort of, I was going to say fell into it, but I think nothing is coincidental, so I was led into it. Um, But one of the things that's really happening is trauma dumping, so What is confusing for people, I've talked about this in some of the prior episodes too, is one, I have to preface that trauma is very, um, how do I say this? Trauma is not something that is attended to well in a lot of societies um, with the kind of toxic positivity movements um, where people think that all you have to do is reframe sort of what you think about yourself and then you're good to go. Like it does not address trauma and it actually really is harmful messaging for those who have it because trauma doesn't move out of our body, out of our being. That simply it isn't something that we can just um, label as having poor self-esteem, which a lot of times it is labeled as that, by the way, because one of the hallmarks of trauma is this, we have a negative core belief system. Some people are connected to it. Some are not. Some people are verbalizing it and not even aware that they are when I meet with them. They'll, they'll talk about how they they feel a sense of worthlessness. They, you know, sometimes they'll say something like, you know, I don't think I'm stupid, but Um, And those are the hallmarks, like right there shows me um, that there's stuff there. And the reality is, to be honest, we all have stuff. Um, 
There's what they call big T and little t trauma. Big T trauma are these big life events or these situations that if you were to read it on a piece of paper, you would recognize that that was trauma, like, you know, an airplane crash, um, an assault, something really, really intense. What gets missed a lot um, and dismissed is what is called little t trauma. Little t trauma are these really emotionally charged events in life that just sort of we get stuck with. We get stuck with emotionally um, and it kind of gets buried under other life experiences. So sometimes we're not directly connected to it. Like we're not going around going that time when, you know, Mario hit me when I was four. Like we might not be thinking like that, but it shows up physically or emotionally in most cases. Sometimes all three ways, like the memory will pop up too. But most of the time I can tell you that it shows up physically or emotionally. And trauma gets mistaken a lot for anxious and kind of low mood or depressive type symptoms. I'm not negating that these things exist, but what happens is those are symptomatic usually of trauma versus that someone is necessarily wired or um, having struggles with anxiety or depression. Um, Because when trauma gets activated in the present time, a lot of emotions flood. So sometimes I have people who get into really agitated, angry, anxious, panicky states. And sometimes I have people who drop into kind of this really low of low emotional pits. And it is often very sudden. That's another kind of flag or marker for trauma responses that you shift moods very fast because what's really happening is something in the present moment is activating your um, your trauma network. Again, because it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to think about memories, this often will show up as like a sudden mood shift, um, an agitation, or a really strong stress response in the body. Confusing for a lot of people um, because it tends to not always be directly anchored where someone can connect the dots, so to speak, into memory. They don't know what has happened. They, some people are aware that they have this pattern, or some people will label it like anxiety, um, depression, and they'll talk about, yeah, I, I'm really depressed. I was just driving in the car, and all of a sudden it hit. And it's like, that's not depression. You're not driving, and then depression just sort of enters left. Like, that is likely a trauma response. Um So why is this important? With all the spiritual bypassing, with all the toxic positivity, there is a very strong misperception of how these type of um, storing, these type of emotional patterning in us can change. You cannot do this with even like typical talk therapy. Now, I will state my bias as a trauma therapist that there's always been for every single client that I have worked through the last decade, a physical component to this, meaning that there's a huge mind-body response. Talking about trauma doesn't resolve trauma. There's there's a lot of modalities out there um, specific to trauma processing is what they call it, that really, I mean, there's some that, that are really cognitive too, but the ones that I support and have had the best success with are ones that really honor sort of that mind-body connection. So 
Um, a little bit about me, I'm certified in EMDR that started my journey into trauma. Through that work, I started to realize how many people manifest physically. And so I got training in somatic experience. Um, a somatic experiencing, I was trained in clinical hypnosis, which is very mind-body technique and really um, showed the value of sort of how we can use that for good, um, but also how important um, neuro-linguistic programming is, what it is that we say to ourselves, what is said to ourselves, that really starts to shape us and shape our viewer of like what what is, if that makes sense. Um, and then more recently in the last couple of years, emotional freedom technique, which I really, really love and have mainly gravitated towards a blend of all these, depending on what someone is showing because everybody manifests trauma differently. But the emotional freedom technique is really cool. They have a, um, if those, they used to be really popular. I used to see videos about it on um, Facebook or social media or whatever, where people are tapping. And what you do is you tap on um, acupressure points. The EFT, the emotional freedom technique, actually blends sort of Eastern uh, medicine with counseling. And they developed a protocol to deal with trauma, which I really love. Of all the things that I've worked, I, I navigate through all of them, but that's my primary one. And the reason why is that it's um, most intuitives respond extremely well to it. Like they can kind of feel the difference in their body. You're really actually moving the energy of your body while we're doing trauma work with intent. Um, and it's also extremely contained. And this is really important when we are dealing with something that is so overwhelming that we're able to really contain, excuse me, and take bite-sized pieces of it and process it out while you're still able to be functional um, and go do the lifing that you need to do. So anyway, to kind of back up, this is going to be really jumbled because like I said, I'm sitting here, it's like 5 a.m. You probably hear dogs barking in the background. I'm just in my living room doing this, trying to crank it out. Um because I think it's important and sometimes I get a little bogged down with like the actual um, meaning with people in lifing. So recapping, trauma. If there's a really good book out there for those who love to read, it's called The Body Keeps the Score. It really talks about this. It's sort of the origins of becoming aware of this because this shows up in the animals, but they process physically their painful experiences. We as humans um, have a tendency to get a little bogged down and, and store this. Now, this also relates to past life trauma. The One of the things that I've learned through my own work, and this sounds fun, to me, this is how funny the universe is, right? In working with trauma, I started to work with people who had access to past lives. Um, and past life trauma is stored quite similarly, actually, to current life trauma. And very often there's a trauma theme a person is working on, meaning like there's multiple past lives of similar trauma um, that is linking to this one. And, and really what I have noticed is that we're kind of healing them all. Past life trauma can be curious because some people will have um, memories of it, but most people will have physical manifestations in their body. A lot of past life trauma can show up as illness, as chronic pain, um, as just weird sensations that there's no like current physical reason that they're having it, meaning most of these people have gone to the doctor and tried to screen out 
what's going on? Why am I having this pain in my hip? Why why do I always have this sensation in, you know, like my my stomach? And there's no real there's no biological cause. Okay, so I'm not stating that people with current chronic illnesses that this is all past life. But what I'm saying is there could be a connection. And for those where they really can't ascertain or identify why they would be feeling this, it's like stumping medical professionals. Oftentimes it can be emotional. And this is often how past life trauma surfaces. People will start to feel heaviness. They'll start to feel something. It could be emotional. It could be physical. It's very intense. And they start to think something's wrong. It gets misidentified a lot. Um, so when I'm working with someone and they're starting to manifest physical or emotional symptoms, they're like all of a sudden really angry for as and it's usually qualified for no reason. There's always a reason, people. I'm going to tell you that now. There's always a reason. It's just sometimes hard to link up to what that reason is. These could be little flags that you're starting to manifest something. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to know the trauma. The challenge with trauma processing, with really, quote-unquote, letting go of trauma, is like you really have to process the emotionality of it this is hard. We resist this, um, whether it's this life or past life. Like these are things that have really caused us a lot of pain. Most of us have learned to manage uncomfortable emotions, intensive emotions by not trying to feel them. It is a coping resource. It has, um, it was adaptive when it first started. So we need to always honor that. It's just that we're no longer in the same situation. So either one, we're in a space where um, we would really benefit from releasing this or two, um, there's patterning around that, like patterning around the trauma itself where it's time to change that and we're being pressed to do this work. Um, a lot of people do not feel ready, uh, when this happens, but I have learned that once it starts to bubble up, it is because someone is ready, but we probably aren't ever going to feel a hundred percent equipped to do this this type of work. I always joke and say, well, it's the work that we know we need to do, but it isn't always something we want to. Um, but the benefit is huge. Trauma is extraordinarily disruptive to our lives, okay? Not only does it have enormous impact on how we feel, we have an ingrained sense of self based on this. Um, like I was saying in the beginning, we have negative belief systems around this. You can convince yourself of anything in your head, but it does not impact your core sense of beliefs about yourself. Those are tied to emotions and they are often tied to traumatic experiences. So as much as you go into your head, do positive self-affirmations, there's only so far you will go with that before you address the pain of your trauma. And once you really do go and trudge through the muck of the hurt, whether you try to do this on your own or you seek out actual trauma processing like I do, um, once you really start to clear this, everything else reorganizes around it. And that's that's why I like going through and trying to sort of reprogram does not work with trauma. You have to feel first and then the reprogramming around that in a more balanced way will will happen almost organically 
And there's a lot of brain imaging studies showing that with different modalities of trauma therapy, um, that when they do brain studies like before and after, like the brain lights up very differently um, because everything is very integrated. And so you can't just go and change the system. You have to clear it out. And, and that's painful. And I find that there's a lot of resistance because this is some of the greatest hurts this time, lifetime or past lifetimes that we've encountered. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't feel good and it doesn't have to, and you don't have to put a smile on your face and act like this is, you know, something that you're not terrified of. Any trauma therapist knows like, um, this is really core level work. It's heavy work. The reality is you've been through the worst. So the work is not as um, painful as you're fearing. It's definitely a commitment and it's definitely hard you're going to feel. But for someone like myself, we are trained as trauma therapists to help kind of people go through that in the, the most comfortable way possible. We're trained on how to really contain things. Um, I myself am trained in different modalities because different aspects of trauma show up differently in people. And I have to really learn how to pivot and weave. This is not something that just hits a timeline. Sometimes people are like, how many sessions is this going to take? No idea. First of all, we don't even know how you're probably going to manifest trauma. As a trauma therapist, we're not really certain how long it's going to take to clear out the mock. There's a commitment as a trauma therapist to, to stay with you in this process, but it's not, it doesn't serve a, a singular or a cognitive timeline where you can say, well, it breaks down to seven sessions. It doesn't work like that. Trauma processing is almost like art. You don't really exactly know what's going to pop up and you just got to go with it. And that is very much the truth as a trauma therapist is like, I, it is my responsibility in these moments to really pace my clients and attune to the highest level, um, to really, really be an energetic match, to be present, but to trust the process and to trust that the, the thing that's in control is their body, their higher self. Um, and I am just here organically kind of helping move this train through, but I, everything I do is a response system to what is happening. There is no, like you do, it's, there is no formula. There are processes, but there are no formula to clear trauma. And so it's just something that both you as the person and, and me as the therapist has to go through. But having the tools that I do, I'm able to sort of pivot and weave and kind of keep us moving forward if any sort of blocks happen or um, uh, feels like things are sliding off track or something like that. Generally, they're not, um, but sometimes more trauma can enter in um, that has to be addressed afterwards, if that makes sense. Like tra trauma can be layered, and so sometimes we'll go through layers but we need to really be mindful of trying to do it bit by bit so it doesn't overload and kind of provoke people's defense systems, which generally is exactly what happens in traumas. Their defense systems get activated, even when it's very contained. We just do what we do. Um, so if you are noticing 
or experiencing a lot of what seems to be like free-floating emotions. You're not sure what that's really tethered to. Um, or if you're actively recalling, which is becoming more prevalent, past trauma, there's a heaviness. There's a lot of pain, but there's a lot of physical heaviness attached to trauma. You know, when I have worked with people, I've told this story to a lot of clients. I've had people who literally, when we've done trauma processing, I had a client show up and say that she actually went to weigh herself. She was expecting to be about 10 pounds lighter. She sadly was not, but she was like two pounds lighter. Anyway, what it was, was she was clearing the heaviness of this emotion, but it is so ingrained in us physically that you can feel a physical lightening that can actually feel like in her case, she attributed it to weight loss. Most people will talk about a different like emotional, physical, energetic buoyancy in their being like, and this is hard for those who have had trauma since they've been young, whether it's been little T or big T trauma, because you don't have a contrast compared to. It could could be sounding like I'm selling unicorns to you. Like it's this elusive thing that probably seems magical and not attainable. But it's it's true. Um, it's just without a contrast, you don't know what that can feel like because you probably don't feel like you've really experienced that. It's just been with you. Um, kind of like a, a, a partner in your journey, maybe one you really just don't want. But one of the big things that I hear when people are ready is they're like, I, I want to move this. I want this to be out of me. Like there is a sense for so many people that the trauma sits in their body somewhere that there's this, either it's um, a sensation through the whole body or they actually can point like I, I put it in my belly or it's here in my chest or wherever um, in their back and they know it doesn't belong there. It's not meant to be there and it feels stuck, right? Which is one of the reasons why I also got trained in somatic is it feels stuck. They don't know how to move it. Um, no matter what they've done, meditation, self-help, energy work um, hasn't completely moved it. And so that to me is always a sign that there's more to be done. Um, and it's probably to be done by the person themselves because all healing is truly self-healing, but healing trauma. Sometimes we want someone with us in the ick as we kind of do the work because a lot of people are really scared to connect with that is to them. The equivalent of they foresee like a, a dam breaking and they're afraid that they're just going to get kind of swept away with whatever emotional purging happens with that process. I feel like my brain is slowing down and I need coffee. Um, so where to go from here? Um, one, I guess I'm just offering a message of hope that if you have trauma or if you suspect you have trauma, it means you have trauma. Um, you don't have to qualify it. You don't have to compare traumas. It's It serves no purpose for you or anybody else. It's all stored in the brain the same. Um, but if you suspect or know that you have this, there are ways to move this out of your being. Um, you are not necessarily meant to have to deal with this in this way. Like if, if There's relief. The amazing thing is how much I learned about energy and intuition through trauma work 
because invariably when people started to move their trauma so much of not only their emotional, energetic being rearranged around it, but so did their life. Like clearing trauma really starts to clear space in your life um, for the things that you really want. You know, because with the negative belief systems that we have with trauma, we tend to either have negative patterning, negative not in a judgmental way, but negative as in a in a manner of like it doesn't serve you anymore. It's it's kind of contrary to what you're probably trying to move towards. Um, so it helps move and adjust. Um, it's sort of like it takes the anchor out, and you're going to have different choices around that. It's, that's still another layer of work that I do with my clients, but that's easier than the trauma processing, like clearing the emotional ick out. So there's the patterning around it. Um, and it just starts to clear space in life. Like suddenly, when you start to realize that you maybe are deserving of things, guess what? You start to attract in the things that you really want. You start to clear things that no longer serve you on all levels, honestly. And you start to move in the things that you do. And people just start to jump timelines, Um even out of their conscious awareness so quickly, like they just, life starts to upgrade. Now this isn't like I'm selling some magic potion, like trauma work is hard. So it's not like I'm like, do this and everything will, you know, all your dreams will come true. No, you still, you, there's probably multiple traumas out there or multiple waves of healing you're going to do. But if you can move through the trauma, your life you're going to create space in the li- your life that probably you felt very confined or stuck in with the things that you've wanted um, by doing this. But this is a process you can't jump over. You're not going to be able to manifest in the way that you want until you do this because your trauma will block it. If you don't believe that you are deserving, if you believe you are stupid, whatever your negative core beliefs are, and trust me, there's usually multiple, um, your memories, those charged experiences, whether you remember them or not, are the evidence for these belief systems, right? This is why cognitive reframes don't work. They're anchored in painful experiences, whether you see them as being painful enough or not, it's irrelevant. They're anchored in charged memories, charged experiences of life that serve as the evidence for these negative belief systems. So you have to clear the ick. You have to clear these painful, um, these this, the pain body. You have to clear the pain to be able to actually believe what you want to believe, the affirmations that maybe you have practiced for those to sound true to you and they will. And so with that shift, not only do you start to feel better, not only do you start to probably see that the peaks and valleys of the emotional tides that you're dealing with lessen, they're not going to go away. We're meant to experience emotion, um, but they lessen and you probably are feeling just better day to day. You have more comfort and are feeling better about you as a person, you're going to start to manifest a life that you want. You're going to start to manifest healthy, balanced relationships because you're not going to tolerate the intolerable in relationships or you're not going to 
maybe maintain a patterning in selecting friends or partners or people that bring negative into your life. You're going to see yourself as deserving more. You're going to have the space to choose something else. So much of our patterning, our automatic defaults, right? And people blame shame themselves for doing this, but it's like so linked to the trauma. And and again, if you recognize that all of the patterns that no longer serve you were adaptive when they first started, and you don't have to berate yourself for them, it's just a sign that you are in a in a different space where they no longer serve you and you are needing something different um, and likely that this different is going to serve you more and bring more joy into your life, we can do away with the blame and shame and guilt. Like that is such a huge aspect of trauma in itself, but people start to berate themselves. So I always say like, I think we need to honor where these patterns come from because when they started, they were adaptive. If you have learned to stow away your feelings because you were raised in an environment where if you showed emotional vulnerability, it would be used against you. Well, of course you did that. And of course that helped you survive, right? Like that's not a bad thing, but you might now be in a space where you're trying to cultivate more in-depth, close relationships. Maybe you're feeling alone, like you've always hidden aspects of yourself from people where someone is never... Well, a single person has just never really been privy to the full continuum of your being because you've shown just certain parts of yourself depending on the person who's in front of you. Um, there's always been like a guardedness in you. And now you're tired of that. That's great. That shows all the work that you've done to get to this space, that you're now not only in a space where you can do that safely, but that you want to do that. Like it's a it's a element of healing but it is not helpful to go backwards or to get mad at yourself for these things that served you in the time that they were developed. It is great to focus on the fact that you want to move out of that space because it no longer serves you, but you can do that without judgment. Um, and this is why I was saying in the beginning of this podcast that like the spiritual bypassing uh, um, toxic positivity is so damaging to people with trauma because they often feel responsible for everything. They feel responsible for their traumas. So many of the times, even though I'm told on a narrative level, they'll say, well, I know that I'm not. It's like, right, but what do you feel? They will own this because trauma is surrounded with so much shame and guilt and just some of the lowest level emotions ever. Um, and people get bogged down to that. Not only do they think they're, they're a piece of shit somehow, they think they're to blame or that they're def for being a piece of shit. Like it's their fault that they're defective, right? So it's like, it's bad enough if we feel so horribly about ourselves, but to feel responsible for the fact that we are this, it's just a whole nother layer of it. So I feel like I'm babbling um, and I'm going to just kind of start to, shut this down. Um, and I hope this was helpful. Um, I probably will do more in the future, but I do see this right now with the Ascension process. A lot of people are trauma dumping. Please know you're not alone in this. If you, especially for the wave that woke up many years ago, um, this is really coming to the head because you are actually awake and meant to be aware of this stuff. Um, I feel like 
there's a lot of intuitive people being really called to action simultaneously they're trauma dumping right so here go do these really big things and by the way we're going to bring a bring up the worst of the worst for you right and so there so many of the intuitives that i'm doing the counseling or the coaching with are are really struggling right now because they are massively closing karmic cycles right so meaning that most of this stuff is not just from this lifetime it is from other lifetimes and they are closing down these huge loops and it is so relevant to the now because a lot of them are being called to duty um, or action they're being pulled to move out of some of the work that they're doing to the things that they love they're really meant to be healing aspects of themselves they have they're the front runners right now to help with this ascension process a lot of intuitives are relocating there's like these visions of these communes are just sort of they a lot of the polis they want land right but i i kind of know where that's going to they're like starting to build communities it's hard to believe that you're capable of doing this right if you've got this negative script going on or it just is terrorizing them because all this fear and the self-doubt is emerging when they have these callings that they can't ignore but it's a block or they're frustrated in manifesting things because they and on a core level no matter what they order from the universe on a core level they don't think they deserve it um and so they're unintentionally or unconsciously blocking the things that they want and it's kind of putting people in this like bind you're just they're just getting twisted up years ago we were better able to set aside these intuitive callings and ignore them or delay them and the reality is with the ascension process right now we don't have that quote-unquote luxury which didn't serve us anyway but like it, turning that off is just not as easy the volume just goes up right it just goes on repeat and it just causes people a lot of distress and it's just causing this rub between what we feel we should be doing and um should as far as the shame thing right like what we're capable of what what are the 3D living aspects and then the 5D living calling? Um, they're rubbing on one another and it's it's causing a lot of friction. And, you know, one of the ways to move through this is to do the work that's being called up, which is to do the trauma work. There are healers out there that can do that. I'm a supporter of energy work too. Um, a lot of the people that I work with do that. I am an energy healer myself. I do Reiki. So that's why I sort of have this weird, um, I shouldn't call it weird. It seems weird to people who don't understand it, but most of the intuitives I work with like clap their hands and get excited, so they get it. It's why I'm a blend of everything because, you know, all our trauma is really in our, our being energetically, emotionally, physically, cognitively, right? So me being a counselor and me being an energy healer, I'm really able to kind of hit all four levels with people less so cognitively because that just tends to reorder a bit on its own um but once we do the trauma processing but like really moving the pain body really moving the energetic body helping people develop new patterns around that helping people to sort of rewire their brain somewhat consciously but like i said a lot of it happens itself once because brain wants to do it that's why you're in loops um, starting to manifest, starting to listen and, and really hone into that intuitive self. When people cut off from their emotional body, you cut off from your intuitive voice, right? It's kind of inner, they're interwoven. 
Um, so if you really are wanting to really connect with your intuitive self, you're going to have to move through the blocks that prevent that or limit that, which is pain, emotional expression, not wanting to feel the things you don't want to feel, whether it's trauma or not, just negative emotion in general is a block. And so we disconnect from that. We disconnect from our intuition and we disconnect from our body. And so we kind of live in our headspace, um, which is, um, kind of quite the place that the parasites would love us to be. So I'm really about integrating people into all of those spaces, and you are able to do it. I've never seen a person who has the desire to not do it, if that makes sense. Like, you're not going to fail it. Um, that's a huge concern. How I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Yes, you are. If it is surfacing in you, it is because you are able, and it is meant to happen. That is why you're becoming more aware of it. Um, things that come into our awareness are meant to be healed and cleared, right? That's why it's falling into your conscious awareness. It puts you in a place, at least in the beginning, ob observer, and then you can actually move into a mode of doing something with that when you feel ready. But please know if it's, if it's something that is surfacing, it is actually because you are ready. You might not feel prepared for it. We rarely do, but it doesn't mean that you're not ready for that. Anyway, sending you all my love. Feel free um, to check out my uh, website if you're wanting to book anything or do a consult to work on any of this stuff. My website is www.transcendwellnesscenter.com. Um, like I said, I'm a therapist. I do intuitive coaching, and I'm an energy healer. So I kind of have a, a special brand for intuitives um, to sort of help them through their different processes um, with healing and simultaneously kind of working on the intuition. Um, they pretty much go hand in hand, but I am able to go into sort of the murky waters um, and help you move this if you feel the need. If not, um, you know, I hope you found this helpful to help maybe you become aware of, of our processes, our tendencies. And if you are Noticing these things in yourself, like pay attention, really go into an observer mo mode. It puts you in a position of power to really start to become aware of what needs to be done. Um, and thanks for bumbling around along with my little rant here. It is time for me to go get coffee, um, but I really felt compelled to put something out. So hopefully this isn't too jumbled and has some sense to it. Have a great day. Wishing you peace and um, joy.